Welcome to In the Pines, a monthly podcast covering the mysterious, weird, and sometimes unbelievable stories that happen in a place where people love to find solace, the great outdoors. My name is Fox Holiday, And I am Nikki. And hello, friends. <laughs> yes. Welcome to the show. Yes. So before we get started today, um, something that I really want to touch on um, and talk about before we get into anything else is... If you haven't seen in the news, which unfortunately a lot of major news networks aren't covering it, um, Eastern Kentucky has been flooded horribly. Um, And that just breaks my heart and it's near and dear what the people are going through there because back in 2016 here in southeastern West Virginia, we went through something very, very similar. So um, according to reports right now, there's at least 25 people that have been killed in this flooding disaster. And I believe it's recorded as the worst flooding incident in Eastern Kentucky ever. Um, but uh, basically, just wanted to bring it up to say, if you can donate donate in some way um, or help in some way, please do. Uh, Governor Andy Bashir has set up the Team Eastern Kentucky Flood Relief Fund. And you can Google that link and find it. We'll make sure to put the link here in to the episode info. But if you can donate monetarily, um, that would be a good starting point through that fund. Um, Also, from experience with, I mean, my house didn't flood because I'm on a mountain in the middle of nowhere. But I had several, several friends and even some family that got flooded in 2016. And I will tell you, if you're looking to um, do like a, a donation drive at some point, some of the big things that people really don't think of um, that are needed during an event like this are the big black construction trash bags, um, get as many of those together, uh, cleaning supplies, which includes like bleach, actual cleaner, mops, sponges, buckets, you name it. Um, But in addition to like, you know, the regular like clothes and all that, those are things that are severely, severely needed in the event of a massive flood like this. So if you can't help, any way you can, whether it's donating supplies, money, whatever. If you can't donate monetarily or even with supplies, just help get the word out. Um, because, again, my heart breaks for Eastern Kentucky. Um, and I hope that not only our listeners, but just everybody in general can band together and really help them out. So, on with our show. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's been a weird and busy month for us both and i think it's been a weird month for the nation <laughs> yeah <laughs> um uh you know it gets really going back even to last month's when i when i talked about it at the beginning of it and so this month wasn't really conducive to putting together a brand new spanking episode brand new spanking no leave that <laughs> yeah, yeah so so this month we thought we would revisit some of our old topics that we've discussed clear up some things i i think the the, the term that i've always heard used is podcast hangover yeah um you, you know you've said so many things wrong afterwards you're like oh and you know and me i hear it in the editing and i'm like i just want to pick up a microphone and, and like you know say the correct thing yes. but that's not my style but the other thing is that there's some other things that are in the news um some things that we've covered before and some things that are similar to things we've covered before. I think one of those things uh, we'll get to is a little place called Lake Mead. Dun, dun. And the, <laughs> the, th- 
the bodies that have been showing up in Lake Mead as it is approaching its lowest levels since 1931 or 33. Which, can we just say that alone is insane that it is that yes. low? That just it is literally, it is literally in danger of becoming what is known as a dead pool. Yeah. Meaning it's below the intake valves, and one of the intake valves uh, was just exposed at Lake Mead for the first time um, since the construction of the dam. But I just want to take a second and say, switcheroo on you, Nikki. Oh, God, what? So I know you had a rough month, and you're one of those people who enjoys something that I don't as much and you're and you're one of those weird people who loves murder yeah sorry <laughs> well hold on hold on Let, let's let's rephrase that it's not that i love murder <laughs> i don't love murder it's that it intrigues me the true crime true crime intrigues me immensely there we go <laughs> exactly there we go that's a yeah. better way to put it and so and i know that it's been a very rough month for you and so i thought i would just go ahead and tell you that on August 16, 2016, a man covered with desert dirt who looked as if he'd been hiking for days walked into a rural California convenience store and bought $100 worth of junk food and water. The store owner was no stranger to dirty hikers, but this man also happened to match, and happened to match the description of someone who was wanted by the police. In less than an hour, the man would be shot dead as he was trying to walk back to the Pacific Crest Trail. What? Yeah, I decided that I would do a story. Oh, you shit face. <laughs> you shithead. And here I am like, huh? What? Huh? Yeah. I'm sorry. I'll have I you just... know that I legit was searching for something, like, not to, like, be, I don't know. Anyway, I was literally looking for something Pacific Crest Trail related since we talked about Appalachian Trail the last time. And I was like, I can't find shit. Life sucks. I hate everything. My rights as a woman are being stripped. My state fucking sucks at this point, and I couldn't find anything. But so I will say thank you for something that's related somewhat to that. So I didn't know that you were looking for something for the Pacific. Yes, that's. I was so stumped. Is the thing like? And honestly, I started. I I started this yesterday evening. Um, so it's not my, it's not the best work, but I, I thought that a murder story might help cheer you. Oh, you really are my pal. Thank you. <laughs> this is a fucked up story. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Now we're talking again. God, hold on. Right. Let's time out. Well, we, hey, we can leave this, in, but no. time out. What's the area we're in? Are we on the Pacific Crest Trail? <laughs> we're just beside it. I'll, I'll, I'll uh, you'll hear in just a, okay. in a minute. Okay. I'm so excited for this. I'm not going to fucking lie because you know I love to react to a good murder story. <laughs> but at the same time, please note, you all, if we, because I want to make this crystal clear, if I giggle about something or laugh about something, it's either A, because I'm uncomfortable with what's going on in the story, not because of anything you say, but because true crime and murder are a touchy subject to talk about, first and foremost. I can attest to that. My previous podcast was literally, it was true crime. Okay? So, if I giggle in the middle of us talking about a murder victim, it is not because I'm showing disrespect to that victim. Neither one of us are. It is because sometimes when shit is so terrible, that's all you can do is laugh. So, anyways, I'll get off my pedestal. (laughs) Yeah, and I think think a lot of my laughter comes from just being nervous. Yes! 
Um, yeah, yeah, people don't realize that. Like, I have a genuine interest in this kind of stuff. It fascinates me. And if I'm like, if I laugh or a giggle or whatever, or make a weird joke, it's because it's uncomfortable to talk about. And doing so helps me cope with it at some point. So, anyways, I'll just sit my tea and sit back. <laughs> <laughs> Three friends were heading out to Jawbone Canyon, California, on July 28, 2016. One of the guys had a family cabin located back in this remote canyon. Some of these canyons are only accessible by quads or what used to be called four-wheelers when we were growing up, except now they're just basically extremely powerful four-wheel drive go-karts. Nice. <laughs> um, you know, um, I saw some pictures of different ways that people got to these places, and they really did look like you know, just, just ATV trails. Yeah. And, um, but, uh, so not actually I'm not, like hiking trails. They're more so. ATV. Yeah. Yeah. Really, like, like maybe like five, six feet wide. Okay. So like not even really big enough for like a truck to get back there. Maybe just big enough for like a pickup truck to go. Uh -huh. But like, I was seeing them like in canyons, like where they had to like blast through to get these roads. So, yeah, so it, it's, it's, it seems like it's just kind of a super remote community, but it's to say it's a community is the exact opposite because there's no one around. So these guys, I, I, and I'm going to say right now, I'm not 100% sure this is how they got there, uh -huh. was on a quad, but um, you'll see why in a minute. Um, fun story so, real quick. August 16th, mm -hmm. the first date you said, that's my sister's birthday, so <laughs> this makes it even better. <laughs> <laughs> Suck it, sis. <laughs> the three of them had, had planned um, on going out there on a hunting trip. Uh -huh. uh, but before they knew it, they were being marched into the cabin one by one by a man wielding a sawed-off shotgun. Excuse me? The gunman, 34-year-old Benjamin Peter Ashley, who will hear on be known as Ashley. <laughs> Ashley spent about two hours trying to figure out if he was going to kill the three men. And, and when I say he was trying to figure it out, he wasn't sitting in the corner contemplating it. He was saying things out loud, like what he was going to do. Yeah. One of the victims, his name's Keaton Cornelius, who is 19. Uh -huh. And in the story, there are two guys that are 19 years old. Uh -huh. um, and they don't mention the other person. And I'm, so I'm guessing the other person was a minor. Okay. So Keaton explained the situation went like this. We're in the middle of the woods. He could have shot the gun a thousand times and no one would have heard it. He said, bam, bam, bam. All of you guys can be in heaven right now. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Like, were they trespassing or? No, no, they, they were, they were going to, a, one of these guys, their, their family owns this cabin. Mm -hmm. And so they were, we'll talk about it later, but they were, they were just going out for the day. Gotcha. They weren't even actually going to stay there, uh -huh. but they were going out to hunt something. I don't know what. Uh -oh, okay. So they were just going out for the day. Gotcha. But uh, anyway, so. <clears throat> so then on top of that, he would start doing weird shit. Like he went out, not saying that wasn't weird, yeah. um, but he would do weird shit. Like he went out and he, started taking all the propane tanks that they had attached to, you know, whatever, and was stacking them up outside the, the, the hunting cabin. I, I don't know, but he would, he would go outside and do weird shit like that. Mm -hmm. And so during one of the times he went outside, the three of them, you know, they're, they're, they're all tied up and, um, they're like, 
okay, here's the plan. They they devise a plan. They tell them that their their parents are coming too. Yeah. That they were just the first ones and that their parents are going to be coming out here soon. And so they say, here, you can have our quad. We'll give you the quad. Yeah. You can take it and get the fuck out of here. And so he does. So he takes them up on the offer, but he leaves them tied up inside or he, however he has them inside. He leaves them inside and um, alive and takes off. Well, the problem is he's his his behavior's been so erratic they don't know if like yeah he drove off and then he walked back with his gun yeah and it's just going to shoot him you know well, why why would he leave him alive you know they 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 you know he's been talking about killing him for all this time they didn't know what was going on and so you know was he going to turn around and come back whenever they were walking down the road cuz he even he told him to wait there till the parents got there or whatever you know like what happens if he just changes his mind and comes back yeah. They didn't know what to do. They just decided we're, we're going to make a run for it. So they take off and they said that they pretty much were like, yeah, we came out here for a hunting trip and we felt like we were the ones that were being hunted. Well, yeah. Yeah. Obviously. And so, <laughs> so the instructions they've been given by the parent uh, was, hey, be back by, be back here at home by dark, not back at the cabin, be back at to, home yeah. by, but to home by dark. And so when they didn't show up, um, the one of the fathers took off up the, up the mountain and uh, found them basically dehydrated on the side of the road, you know, trying to make their way back down this remote rocky canyon. Now they've notified the authorities, and once that happened, immediately there becomes a manhunt. They searched. I took this straight from the the article that they after. After the word got out, the police searchers scoured cabins, caves, canyons, and anywhere else they could for Ashley. Yeah. And it honestly just reminded me of the Tommy Lee Jones speech from The Fugitive. Ah. Um, <laughs> and so I had to look it up because I was like, what are the exact words? And uh, and it is, uh, what I want from each and every one of you is a hard target search of every gas station, <laughs> residence, warehouse, farmhouse, hen house, outhouse, and doghouse in that area. <laughs> Your future's name is John, whatever the fuck it was. But um, but we, I, you and I have discussed this, but have we talked about it on the podcast that I live near the crash site? We have not talked about it on the podcast, but it blew my mind when I saw that. And I was yeah. like, what? I had to show the fella. Yeah. And he was like, oh my God, it's so cool. Because the fella loves the mm-hmm. fugitive. And I'm like, well, oh, you know. It's a great movie. Yeah. It's a great movie. Yeah. So yeah, where, where I live in North Carolina was just like down the... Uh, just miles from my house is where the uh, the, the wreck was uh, with the train and the bus. Yeah. And back in the day, like you know, right after they filmed it, you could go down there and just walk around and get in the bus, yeah. get on the train, do whatever you want to. Um, but then the uh, Great Smoky Mountain Railroad uh, co- company, corporation, whatever, bought bought the whole property and, and, and closed it off. But the reason I bring it up is because every time I would go there with someone, where you would park, you would you drive down from a, a paved road down a dirt road, mm-hmm. and where you parked was where they had set up the tents for the the you know the the, the headquarters for the search. Yeah. So you'd park there, and like everyone would realize, oh shit, I'm standing where Tommy Lee Jones stood for this. I'm standing where Joe Pantoliano <laughs> stood for this. I was, and so everybody. Oh my would god. Be like, Everybody would always be like, 
every hen house, outhouse, dog house, you know, that, that that's all everybody remembers. They don't remember the beginning, but it would always be, you know, every hot, hot farmhouse, warehouse, yeah. hen house, dog house, outhouse. Uh, yeah, so anyway, uh, off, off the subject, um, but on the subject at the same time. Um, so anyway, so after the initial search, uh, they found four Jawbone Canyon uh, residences had been burglarized. But it's not uncommon for these very remote cabins to be burglarized. Yeah. And so they couldn't actually nail it down to Ashley. So they were like, well, we don't know. So um, so actually, so they, they knew that Ashley was on the move. Uh, and again, that was on the 28th of July when that happened. And so after he left those three hostages alive, he needed a new place to hide. And so this is when Ashley found a cabin about 10 miles away from the first site. This cabin belonged to a retired dentist named David Lewis Markovitz. Um, Unfortunately, the 64-year-old's body was found by family members on July 30th at his cabin in Weldon, Mm -hmm. which, uh, again, was a little bit further away from Jawbone. Um, There's not a lot of information about the death of Dr. Markovitz. Uh, The one thing we do know is that he was murdered with a shotgun that had been stolen from the first guy. Oh, okay. So it had either been stolen from the cabin or had been stolen from them. Yeah. I'm not really sure how it went. Um, but so yeah, so uh, but he was killed with one of those guns. So at that point in time, authorities warned residents to stay inside and lock their doors and, and to close all their windows. Two elementary schools and a middle school were shut down. Uh, authorities closed the stretch of the Pacific Crest Trail during the manhunt. And then on August 1st, two SWAT team members were shot and wounded by Ashley as they searched a home in Kelso Valley, California. So let me ask you this real quick. So the part of California you're talking about, is it like the southern part or northern part? So if you imagine going north from Los Angeles to Bakersfield, which is just like, you know, an hour and a half, two hours north of LA yeah. proper. Before you get to Bakersfield, there's a there's a turn that goes east. And I can tell you that my wife and I actually drove that route one time okay. from north from Bakersfield over across there to actually get up to God Lake Arrowhead. So you wind up going through this like there you would see these houses kind of dotting the hillside, but it was just like scrub brush. Um, it was one of those that like you felt if someone threw a lit cigarette out the window, okay. the whole place would go up instantly. Um, side note, um, yes, Kim, who's one of our listeners, and I know she is, I love her, adore her. Hello, I'm Kim. friends with her on Facebook for years. I believe she lives in that area. So Kim, oh, really? if that's the area you live in, let us know if we're wrong, let us know. But <laughs> I, I, I saw one place describe it okay. as the Southern Sierra Nevada. And if so, it is the most southern point of the Sierra Nevada okay. because there's it, when you look at it on a map, you know, a non-satellite map, you realize like where the park is and that kind of thing. Yeah. And it just kind of comes to a point just north of this highway yeah. that cuts from Bakersfield over. And it's a little bit, so if you were to take that road east, to wherever the main intersection is that again i believe i i can't remember but you go north just a little bit is this little town almost town, positive this head. is around the area kim i really hope this is around where you live and if it is you've got to fill me in on some stuff <laughs> it, 
it starts with an I. I, I had it written down here. Um, I'll, I'll be able to find it in a little bit. Okay. I'm afraid I'll m- lose my spot. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. I totally get it. But yeah, so it, it's it's very. I mean, it, it is it is extremely hot. I mean, it's one of those places like when you're driving in your air conditioner car across the desert, and you see that it's 116. You're like, yeah, I, I believe it. Oh God! Um, <laughs> like when you look outside, yeah, you're just like, oh my God, please just let this rental car get across. It's one of those. Uh, it's a dry heat. At least it's a dry heat, not a humid yeah. type scenario. <laughs> I mean, I, I remember we got out at a place like at that main intersection. Uh-huh. Pretty much, there's like a there's like a gas station at all four intersections. Mm-hmm. And um, touristy kind of stuff, but I remember getting out and just being hit with like, oh, oh my god. god! And you know, and and, and I've hiked the the first two hundred thirteen miles of the Pacific Crest oh, Trail from right. Mexico yeah. to to I ten, yeah. and it's it, it it's insane. It is insane. Um, and this place is as bad, if not worse, from what we dealt with uh, down there. So it, it it's it's just hot oppressive i remember like like i said seeing houses and being like oh that's pretty cool my wife being like yeah that's gonna be uh in flames in a year you know like (laughs) no offense y'all but still yeah i mean it's just like oh i can safely say i've never been in an area now granted this shows how little i've gotten to really travel in my life i've never been in an area with a super dry heat though like anywhere i've been where it's like hot quote unquote it's always been like a humid place or something so yeah yeah, it, it's uh, this was insane. This was it, it's an insane heat. So, so this is where they're searching for this guy. Okay, is in this. It, it's always triple digits, as oh, as, as the searchers say in the articles that I. They say it's always triple digits when they're searching during the day, uh-huh. and so yeah, so, so yeah, so at some point in time, these two SWAT team members are they get shot. Uh, one guy was shot in both arms and the other one was just grazed but was still injured uh by 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 ashley yeah so in fact the next sentence is uh searchers had a deal with triple digit heat and that's said by sheriff youngblood of uh, kern county california um so he said uh i'm amazed is a quote from him I was amazed that he was able to elude searchers in that kind of heat because you have to stay hydrated. Youngblood said, I may have underestimated him because this is a lifestyle. So what he means by that is I I found an article just when I was just kind of skimming through stuff initially, Mm -hmm. and I have not been able to find this article since. (laughs) Naturally. It's somewhere in, you know me, I have 60 tabs open. Yes, you I'll do. I'll find it somewhere. I understand it, but yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I understand, honey. I understand. Um, <laughs> it's, you know, it's, it's the equivalent of me eating sheetrock. It's like I do have a weird obsession. Oh. Um, you know, I, my strange my, obsession. My weird, yeah. <laughs> my, my strange addiction or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And um, so, yes, yeah, so I just have a lot of tabs open, but I can't find anywhere. But but in there, somewhere, there's a point. So, so what what happens is they they've set up this manhunt for this guy, mm-hmm. and he's when they you know eventually find him, like we talk about at the beginning of the story, he's like 18 miles north of wherever they think he is, mm-hmm. 
they they had like a five mile area that they were searching around this Jawbone Canyon and uh, and Southern Plate Southern Canyon. They were searching around that area. Yeah. He was eighteen miles north of there. He so they so he had booked it. So I, I didn't see anything about him taking the quad from the second cabin. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if it ran out of power, if it ran out of gas, yeah. or w- whatever happened why he wound up there two days or why he wound up there at least two days later since he was found two days yeah. later um, or since the, the, the body was found. Um, so how he covered that distance, I don't know, but he was able to elude them and get north of where everybody was searching. That's crazy. At this point in time, yeah. So at this point in time, there are literally dozens of different agencies that are searching for this guy. I didn't see the list of all of them, but I believe it did involve federal at this point in time. Oh, yeah. Once there was once there was a murder, um, and probably the kidnapping set it off too. So he was being searched for, and um, so they, you know, so the, the manhunt went for days and days and days and days and days. In this article that I cannot find, <laughs> they attribute him being a transient okay. as an advantage physically. Because if he lived on his own and he carried everything he had on his back, that he was faster than they thought. I mean, that makes sense. Like it makes it makes sense, yeah. you know. But um, so but 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 it's just kind of funny. Like I, I can't remember. Are you an Always Sunny in Philadelphia watcher? No, never seen it. Okay, well, there's a homeless guy named Rickety Cricket. <laughs> and, <laughs> Hold um, on. What was that name again? <laughs> his name is Rickety Cricket. Well, his real name is Cricket, That's but actually hilarious. his real name is Donnie. But and, and it was, there, there's a long thing. But anyway, okay. so uh, he was a priest. He's not a priest anymore. It's his story. Yeah. But um, but he adapts to the quote-unquote street rat lifestyle and is able to get away from people almost in a parkour-style fashion. Okay. So that's all I'm envisioning all this entire time is Rickety Cricket <laughs> evading dozens of different police. Again, here's a point where we're laughing, but we're not laughing at that. That's all I could picture. No, is but just... like in my brain, all I could think is like somebody <laughs> jump around like a little spider monkey with a backpack on their back, yelling, parkour, yeah. parkour. Yeah. <laughs> like... yeah, parkour, parkour. He, That's what my he, brain he does went it. to, sorry. <laughs> he escapes by jumping onto a dumpster and then a series of fire escapes, oh uh, climbing a series of fire escapes on the outside of them. Oh um, so yeah, so it's, uh, so, so that's all I envisioned this entire time is all of a sudden this wily homeless man has now all of a sudden, you know, uh, uh, eluded and- <laughs> dozens of agencies who didn't think, huh, maybe he got on this trail and walked for a while Yeah, with him being so adept at breaking into houses and that kind of thing. They actually started to kind of become concerned that he had broken into a place that maybe had satellite cable and he was watching all their moves on the news because you know it's LA you know it's outside I believe that the dentist who had been killed retired dentist who had been killed I believe that he was from LA Mm -hmm. Um, so this was a big manhunt taking place outside of you know a large city so i can imagine that there were probably helicopter you know police helicopters all kinds of stuff like that and so they actually decided to draw back the amount of what they were showing at least Mm -hmm. um so they they kind of i think took some helicopters out of the sky 
and then relied a little bit more on the ground search. And so that way it looked like they had scaled back the search to anyone who was watching on television. But meanwhile, down they're doing more grunt work on the ground, but also telling volunteers to go home, but bringing in professionals. So, but then there's this other story that says this agency was this 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 district was having financial problems, and that's actually why they drew back a little bit. But the official story is from Sheriff Youngblood that they did that, or I believe a Sheriff Youngblood that they drew back for optics. And because I'm going to say this out loud, and then I'm going to say another thing out loud, and you're going to say, what the fuck? So, um, Thank you for preparing me. (laughs) One of the reasons why they wanted to do this was they hoped that he would become brave enough to then step out into public. Because they knew we needed food, they knew we needed water. If the helicopters are gone, you know, even if even if he wasn't around television, if the helicopters are gone, he's going to think, "Hey, they're not they're not looking for me as much." Mm-hmm. And so maybe he'll be able to slip into society and refuel in some way. Because one of the descriptions of Ashley is that he has hazel colored eyes and. More than one place, I saw this statistic that something like only 2% of people have hazel-colored eyes. Or it's a very low number. It's a very low percentage. Well, then that's of people me, have. because... <laughs> but, like, right. seriously? Like... <laughs> it, 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 this, is, this is a real thing that I saw in multiple places by professional journalists. What the... That... Like, hold on, and, time out. I think, I, Why would you I want him come... to step back into society when you know he's a danger, first of all, because he has already, A, held three people at gunpoint, threatened to kill them, and stolen their damn vehicle, and then B, he actually fucking killed somebody. Like, do you really want somebody like that going into society and loading up on supplies, quote-unquote? Like, no! Like, what the actual fuck, y'all? Come on. Right. And hazel eyes has nothing to do with it. Because I have hazel eyes. Fuck that. Anyways. So that was the first thing I said out loud. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Here's the second oh, thing. Jesus. <laughs> I done went out on rant once. Lord help. So after entering the convenience store, the clerk immediately <clears throat> knew this was the suspect. Oh, jeez. Because of his hazel eyes. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> So the clerk was nervous, obviously. That's profiled, um, I'm just saying. <laughs> I feel profiled at this point. Oh, God. And so, so Ashley uh, left the store and headed back towards the trail, and the store owner immediately called the police. And they well, at least that's, responded immediately. At least all they did was call the police and not try to do, like, vigilante justice style and hold him up. Good God. That could have been horrific. Right. Anyways. And, you know, and... and, and that's the thing is, you know, it, it, it's a, it's, it's not, it's, it's not far from this area of the, of the Pacific Crest Trail, yeah. apparently. It's far enough away. So when they described him, he actually had a, a fanny pack on. 
and um to all people who listen to us over in the uk laugh yes um but uh for those you don't know look it up but um (laughs) but they when i saw that he had a fanny pack i was like oh he's got another pack somewhere else yeah oh what yeah he's got another so he basically stowed his pack and that's something that that people that through hikers and long distance hikers will do if they know there's a resupply place off to the side They'll hide their pack. They're even actually, they're, they're companies that make like pack, like mesh things that you can lock around your pack. Yeah. They weigh, they weigh a lot. So most hikers don't carry them. But, but so, you know, most, most hikers would stash their pack and then, you know, go in, carry a couple bags out, you know, with a, with an extra small bag, yeah. sometimes a lid of your backpack or something like that back in the old days. But anyway, so I was like, oh yeah, he's definitely got another, another pack somewhere. So yeah. here's real quick. Here's why I'm so fucking irritated by this tactic by law enforcement. And if it sounds like I'm shit talking law enforcement, sorry. But, I mean, that's the kind of stuff that gets people hurt. And if you know somebody's a problem or somebody's an issue, why would you want to, A, scale down your search efforts? Which, and I'm sure they have their reasons, whatever. But why would you want to scale down when you know that somebody has problematic behavior, whether it's to this extreme or case in point back on the Appalachian Trail when Stronghold was killed a few years ago the guy that killed him had had problematic behavior all along the trail had been threatening people had a weapon this and that law enforcement were aware of him and what was going on and didn't do a damn thing and then they ended up with a murder victim victim on the Appalachian Trail just I think Six years ago is when that happened. Yeah, it was a very short time ago. Yeah. So it's like that's why I'm getting so like heated up right now because it's like, why would you let innocent people be potential victims? You know, like I don't know. Anyways, I'll get off my soapbox. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it just makes me angry. Ugh. The police responded immediately. Well, that's good. <laughs> I believe there are a couple different agencies that popped up. They told them to stop. He refused to stop walking, and as he went, and they were telling him to stop, he eventually brandished a pistol, mm-hmm. showing them that he was armed, and that's all they needed, and well, so yeah. they shot at yeah. him. So uh, there were two officers who they found had made fatal shots on him, but as he was, so he, he got shot, mm-hmm. and then he basically sat down yeah. with his back to them. And then they said they saw him raise the gun to his own head and shoot. So, according to the final report, Ashley was wearing glasses, a gray pullover sweatshirt, green pants and a butt with a black belt, and a brown pair of sandal-type shoes, and a black fanny pack on his waist, uh, a baseball cap laid next to his head, a handgun was located nearby, and another handgun was found in his waistband. An autopsy... Here's another sentence I'm going to say. A couple sentences I'm going to say. Oh, <laughs> An autopsy determined Ashley's death to be a homicide because two of the wounds inflicted by the officers were fatal. The autopsy also found that the self-inflicted wound was fatal. Obviously. Well, no, I take that back. So, Not always. <laughs> so, I, I, and I found that in a, more than one place. Yeah. So, was it a homicide? Because <laughs> it was. Well, so. so again, an autopsy determined Ashley's death to be a homicide because two of the wounds inflicted by the officers were fatal. The autopsy also found that the self-inflicted wound was fatal. It 
it's one of those, as somebody who has worked in the medical field, I will say this, that is a scenario where it's, uh, I would probably lean towards, uh, suicide because of the fact that that's almost, almost, not always a guaranteed kill shot, unfortunately. And the others, while they may be fatal, it would probably take a little longer than a direct shot to the head. So either way, it was either way in my book, it was suicide because it was either a he he completed suicide on his own, or b he unfortunately utilized officer assisted suicide. So yeah, but that's just my two cents. So Ashley, who authorities described as a transient estranged from his family, was found with more than 100 rounds of ammunition, Jesus. three guns from the ca- three guns from the cabin of the retired dentist, and another gun from the site where he exchanged fire with the wounded deputies. Hold on, that is a heavy ass pack because 100 rounds of ammo, depending on the type of ammo, I mean, just a 100 round box of 22 ammo is heavy on its own. It's, I mean, it's not like gonna be like, oh god. But like, if it's like for a larger caliber caliber handgun or something, like, it's not gonna be light. Like, <laughs> it's gonna be heavy. <laughs> the next sentence is, he was also carrying a one hundred pound backpack. What the fuck? Oh my god, he could at least be smart and get a, like a light backpack. Come on, get an ultra light one or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> right, and like just for people's point. Like, of, did like, it have the like people's... external frame and everything from like the nineteen eighties? Jesus. I... I have no clue, but I'm Good just like, God. man, like he, he still needed resupplies. Okay. What, what um, did he need to resupply? It sounds like he had everything, including <laughs> the kitchen sink in there. Jesus. 100 pound backpack. Jesus. God. And in desert heat on top of that. Yeah. Good Lord. Sheriff Youngblood actually said, excuse me, Sheriff, Sheriff Youngblood said he actually connected all the dots for us with his death, <laughs> which is an okay. interesting way to say this, but, um, it's because Ashley took the shotgun from the cabin where he kidnapped the three men, and then he used a shotgun to kill Markovitz. Okay. Uh, Markovitz before he, before um, he then ditched that gun. They 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 still after they knew all these guns were associated with the crimes, mm-hmm. all DNA matched up that it was him yeah. um, from fingerprints and DNA. They they were able to do that. But so um, Ashley's death ended. A two and a half week manhunt. He was gone for eighteen days. Damn. Yeah, that's scary. Um, they they believe that he had been hiding in a remote area east of Bakersfield. The, the shooting took place in Inyokern, uh, which is about forty miles from where the police had their search centered on him. Yeah, so I was way off on my eighteen miles. Um, I, I I think what the eighteen mile thing I'm remembering is is part of this mystery article I can't mm-hmm. find. Because there was a point in time when he could have, uh, I, I, I think I started saying it earlier and didn't get back to it, but he, from where he was when he killed that, when he killed the dentist, mm-hmm. that short period of time in there, due to his transient strength, mm-hmm. he was able to cover 18 miles in 24 oh, hours. Oh, okay, gotcha. Faster than they had thought he was going to be. Gotcha. And so that's why the search had been centered in a certain area, but he was already outside of that search zone, and that's why he was found 40 miles north of where they had were looking okay, for. Okay, gotcha. Um, 
So just, uh, you know, I, I saw a couple articles that said that they couldn't reach the family, and then I finally found one where it said, uh, Ashley's mother told investigators that her son developed mental disorders shortly after graduating from high school. Mm-hmm. Ashley withdrew from society and preferred living alone in the wilderness, according to his mother. Gotcha. I just hate that, like, for, like, his mom, because, I mean, if he started experiencing, like, mental illness and whatnot, you know, straight out of high school, I'm sure she tried the best she could, but then... You can only do so much for somebody, you know? Exactly. So his mom is another victim. So, along with- so um, I hope you're not mad at me for uh, mansplaining a, another story. No, friend, I'm not. No, you're not trying to take away my reproductive rights, so you're you're still okay in my book. <laughs> so once you cross that line, though, um, then it's fighting words, and I will come down to North Carolina and punch you in the nose. Just saying. Well, you don't have to worry about that for me. I just... <laughs> I just thought, you know what, you know what will, what you know will brighten my friend's day, <laughs> a true crime murder story. Oh, you were correct. You were correct, and one that has twists and turns <laughs> and weirdness. And I still want to know, like, I know that it's one of those, like, there's probably not a reason why, but I'm like, I just want to know why he even started that. Like, why? Like, with holding the three hostage and then moving on. I'm sure it was just a matter of like. Right. It is brain matter of, I need to get things, and by holding people hostage slash killing them, I'll get them. But, I mean, that's me speculating on someone else's thoughts, which, you know. But it's just like, uh, that's why. Sheriff Youngblood says something like that. Yeah. He, he says, um, he says to, <clears throat> that any, w- when he was asked, you know, for motive and anything like that, he said, trying to get inside this person's brain would be nearly impossible. Yeah. Like trying to get inside the mind of this person is 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 impossible and it's not a logical thing to even try yeah. to do. It's just so erratic behavior and, and yeah, you just wonder if it's just a you know, medication thing or you know, I don't know how to say that. Yeah, you just you just just don't know. Yeah. yeah. Mental illness it's just is crazy. A, is a strange thing that affects people differently and in different ways and it's I mean it's yeah, we were like, God, this guy's such an ass for doing it. But at the same time, it's like, you still in the back of your brain, like, when you hear the part about, you know, he did have mental illness, it's like, ugh. But at the same time, that does not excuse yeah. your actions, you know? One funny thing that I came across in one article was they chose this. <laughs> they chose this story as an opportunity to kind of almost, like, scold the movie wild what <laughs> are you serious because yeah because they, y'all leave they cheryl a, alone okay they had a they had a theory that only 300 people a year attempted to hike the pacific Crest oh that's Trail hilarious from, from 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 south to north and they said that now they anticipate anywhere from 13 to 1600 because of wild or like, because of the murder spree because of wild it's already probably at something like that, isn't it? That's what I was thinking. I'm yeah. like, I can't even remember like what the numbers were when I went to go do it 15 yeah. years ago. But I feel like the numbers were a little higher than 300. Uh, yeah. Well, it's like with um, the AT. My God. Um, shit. It's the most traffic. Like, tra- what is it? Transpot? Not transpot. No. Whatever the fucking scenic trail. There we go. Like, it's yeah. the most traffic National one. And like. How many people start that out a year? Good God! Like I don't even want to know what it is now. Yeah, it's 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 close. It's close to three thousand now. Thinking. It was it's, like 3, and and the number has actually gone up to 
I, I recently looked this up. The completion rate on the Appalachian Trail has recently gone from my my era was ten to fifteen percent. It's actually gone from to up to twenty to twenty five percent. Really? And yeah, yeah. I think people are just more prepared yeah. now. Uh, there's there's more resources like the track yeah. and things like that to to, to and no offense technology's updated a little and... bit since you know the Stone Age when we were on it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm you know, just kidding. You're not, you're not that old. <laughs> no, it's so true because I I think I was starting to say this like we you know we were talking we were laughing at this guy's hundred pound pack even in my day and that wasn't abnormal in back in the late nineties. 40 something to 50 yeah. pounds was normal was was around the same and then now you're you're getting into you know 15 pounds with food yeah the ultra light crazy stuff all that. like that. yeah for sure yeah so it's it's a completely different world so uh where can people find you nikki well if you would like to find me on the interwebs you can do so at hey that nikki on twitter and instagram and Pops, where might the good people find you, sir? I am at Pox Holiday on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, I just set up a link tree. Do you still got that OnlyFans going, by the way? Uh, <laughs> I have to go back in and see if I do have an OnlyFans. I, I think I started one. You told I me in post that you did and that we should all three get an OnlyFans to like compare who gets the most money from feet. So you better still yeah, have it. We should have, yeah. <laughs> We should, have, we should have a foot off. Yeah, I need to. If I do have an OnlyFans, I will put it on my link Please tree. Please do. That um, might but, uh, just laugh so hard. <laughs> <laughs> if you go to my Twitter, Instagram, um, you'll see the link tree, and that shows you everything from uh, all the different podcasts I do, some articles about us, and um, yeah, all, all the places you can find. And if you want to find yeah. In the Ponds, um, you can find us at In the Ponds Pod on Twisbook. Twistbook, wow, Facebook, oh, Twist Twitter, book. and Instagram. So, hooray! Twistbook, Twist yeah, dude. Brain it'll melted be, at this it'll point. Be, it'll be a real thing. It'll be a real I, thing. I'm gonna soon. make Don't it worry. one. <laughs> well, thank you for um making my shitty past couple weeks a little better with a great story, by the way. So, <laughs> I just wanted to say oh. that. <laughs> well, cool. Well, um, guess it's that time where we say. Some people go into the woods to make memories. And some people go into the woods to be forgotten. Bye, y'all.